Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and ExpressVPN. I'm Smudge Rochefort. I'm a video producer at Polygon.com. And I'm here today with Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress in the state of Massachusetts. So as we're recording this, Christina may or may not be getting arrested by a flight marshal. Someone has taken off their feet in the airplane, (laughs) taken off their shoes in the airplane, (laughs) and they're shoving their feet through the seats into her side of the the, Christina's about to take off some feet. I yeah. think is what's going to happen. I, I don't, I would not, if I were on that jury, I would say this crime is justified. I understand this. How would, how would you vote, Simone? I have to agree. And in fact, I would like to volunteer here myself as uh, Christina's lawyer when this does go to court. <laughs> I feel I can very compellingly argue um, yeah. for why this is not a crime. The, the, the Why the chopping off, the removal of the feet that Christina Warren is about to uh, be forced to commit not of her. She is a woman driven mad. She is right. defending herself. Self-defense. Seat defense. Seat defense. <laughs> Seat defense. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. While she anyway, is away, we, we yes. do have to speak of the tech news as is our, our grim duty. <laughs> It's actually good news this week. We have three positive stories. We have a happy show. We have such a happy show. Well, let us start oh, with... Oh, wait. Facebook is doing some more terrible stuff. No. I'm no, you log off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do hear sirens outside. So the probability <laughs> that Mark Zuckerberg is out there, I don't know, doing something naughty, very high. He is a local <laughs> supervillain. Yep. Well, let's talk about some MacBooks. Let's do it. Yes, do it. So pumped. Hey, Simone, I'm about to go buy a 12 inch MacBook. Do you think that's a good idea? Uh oh, Brianna, I have bad (laughs) news for you. Oh no. Oh no. What's going on? Well, it seems that Apple has stopped listing the 12 inch MacBook on their website. Hmm. But wait, there's more. I have good news. What do you think the, the substitute for a 12 inch MacBook would be? I would say it is the iPad, I'm sorry, the MacBook Air. I have wonderful news then in that case. Because the MacBook Air has gotten a a light little refresh. (gasps) Yes. It's got the true tone display. This sounds like an ad read. I'm sorry. This is just a bit. (laughs) Okay, let's do the serious intro. So Apple has taken uh, the 12-inch MacBook off the website. Like I said, that was true. That wasn't a bit. But they have done refreshes on uh, the existing MacBook Air, as well as the smaller of the two MacBook Pros, um, and basically streamlined the entire MacBook line. I should also mention they took the older model of the MacBook Air out of sale as well, which also great. Why? You got a, You got one already. Why are you still selling that? Wait, you're talking about the really ancient non-retina display one? Yes, they were still selling that? That's ridiculous. According to, uh, I believe it was uh, Stephen on 512pixels.net. I think it was, yes. I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him. The, the Bad news. The, He's the our boss. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was the Verge piece that I was reading, in which I, I do my diverse research here. My boss and my employer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 12-inch MacBook, older MacBook Air, bite the dust. Small MacBook Pro, 
gets the touch bar and touch ID and a processor refresh and uh, the air true tone display. And all the models are having the uh, updated, the refreshed butterfly switch keyboard, um, which is the which one we that we don't know. We don't know if it's an improvement. Yep, yet. Just it's putting the fourth it out there. one. It's the one that everyone's like, maybe this time it'll be good. Uh, and there, this comes as there have been rumors from Ming Chi Kuo about uh, Apple going back to the Scissor Switch uh, for it. The rumors were that that would be for the 2019 MacBook Air and the 2020 MacBook Pro. Those, that's still up in the air. Um, are we thinking maybe a new MacBook Air at the September event? Or when they say yeah. MacBook Air, are they talking about this refresh that happened just now? I think they're probably talking about the refresh that happened right now. Okay, so that didn't happen I for the Air then. A ton of, I haven't seen a ton of rumors that have uh, really made me feel that's credible yet. Maybe I'm wrong. If uh, listeners have seen something I haven't, please send it our way. But uh, yeah, I think they're talking about the current MacBook Air. Okay. Well, that didn't happen. So that's one rumor down. <laughs> it would be very exciting, though. But we'll probably talk about that later. Anyway, so that is the MacBook lineup as it stands now. You've got your iPads, your iPad Pros, your uh, MacBook Air, your two sizes of MacBook Pro. It's it's a lot simpler than it was before when the MacBook Air and the 12-inch MacBook and maybe the smaller MacBook Pro and maybe a larger iPad Pro were all kind of jostling in the same region of price and capability. Uh, and there was no like clear, uh, clear upward line of progression of power and price. So I have a controversial opinion on this. This oh. is my this is my theory, Simone de Rochefort. <gasps> so I think that Apple pulled the 12 inch MacBook because it is going to be their first candidate to be an ARM MacBook <gasps> when it comes out, which makes a lot of sense. Like if you open it up, it's basically just a battery and this tiny chip inside. Uh, it's already underpowered, um, and I just think I think it's a really good candidate for it. So with all of the uh, like celebrating the fact that it's uh, that it's gone and the lineup is simpler, I think it's going to be just a fleeting disappearance. I mean, this is the third what the third time <laughs> Apple has killed the MacBook, so I think it's going to be back. Uh, maybe not. Not this year, but certainly in the next few years. That's my theory. What is the what's that rhyme about? Uh, killed the cat and brought it back. Deal. <laughs> I a, don't know. That sounds like Pet Cemetery. It does sound like Pet Cemetery, <laughs> and that's basically what you're saying. The MacBook is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can you can go bury it in an <laughs> ancient uh, in the graveyard. It's just going to come back, uh, basically. Uh, inhabited by a demon that's, that's what stephen king said yes. when the demon is the arm chip in this scenario uh, <laughs> yes. so if if they do this do you think where do you think that that would put the macbook in this existed in this lineup as it stands now in terms of like power that's a great question because it's going to be less about power and it's going to be more about what you can actually run on it, right? Because if they're doing it with the 12-inch MacBook, this really neatly sidesteps a lot of the problem Apple is going to have with this, namely like pro apps like Photoshop and you know Premiere, those kinds of things mm -hmm. running on it. You're just not going to expect it to, 
right? Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, things like pages and Slack and all these things, there are versions of this already running on ARM on iOS, but I imagine that could be ported over more easily. So it's going to take away this entire um, you know, like anti, uh, you know, ARM isn't powerful enough to do this, or we don't have software optimized for it. You'll just be sidestepping all of that because it's going to be this really small, tiny laptop, the thinnest and sexiest one that Apple makes, uh, and you just don't have high expectations. So, um, yeah, that's my theory about it. Uh, and, yeah, frankly, if I could have a, a MacBook that could do those things with battery life that's as great as my uh, iPad Pro, I would take that in a heartbeat. You're actually making a really compelling argument for this thing to exist. <laughs> Which is just, it's my own theory. No one else yes. has said this, but yeah. Well, we have, you, have, have you told Tim Cook yeah. yet? Have you told Tim Cook theory? I'd be with Tim, uh, Timmy, as I call him, call him yeah. up on the phone, just chatting about it. He doesn't give the whole game away, but I think he's into it. That's hot. Well, I guess my, my feelings about the, the MacBook, I, I do think it's very sexy, but I guess I just don't find something that lights or the, the one that they canceled, something that lights uh, in terms of power and in terms of, I guess, size compelling as a machine especially at that price when the ipads and then the macbook air also existed and the macbook air i'm not a huge fan of either i know that that's an unpopular opinion and it's a purely aesthetic one i'm right there with you simone nope you're dead on don't apologize for that thank you be like the u.s women's soccer team don't apologize for your good opinions here just own it and yeah thank you thank you you deserve this the women's soccer team actually called me today and they also said they do hate the MacBook Air and they're glad that the MacBook <laughs> isn't for sale anymore. That's so, right. yeah, they and then are. And they asked Maggie, Megan Rappenhoe if she's uh, going to Apple. She said, I'm not effing going to Apple. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> this show is goofy today. <laughs> I, I, this is why I'm like, I'm one hour sleep, Simone. Oh, no. <laughs> So look, uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of the MacBook Air. I think it's, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that really like it. To me, it's just, it's in this weird place where it's like, come on, just a few more millimeters and you could have like the pro machine, the really great one. And, you know, because if you're comparing it to the 12 inch MacBook, it just looks clunky to me. So it's this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, it's like uh, the teenager in the awkward phase. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. yes. I, something like tiny and sexy or like yeah. powerful and uh, sexy. Yeah. Powerful and sexy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause they're all sexy. Let's be real. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. They're, I don't know. There's something that it doesn't excite me and that's how it's always been. I just, I want to be really honest. I, I'm a, I'm a huge Apple fan and you know, ever since I bought my 12-inch uh, iPad, 11-inch uh, iPad Pro with cellular built into it, I got to be honest, my 12-inch MacBook has lived in a drawer. Uh, as far as my 13-inch MacBook Pro, uh, we use it a lot for call time, uh, which is a very, like, it's a dual computer that we dial from when we're doing that. But other than that, I don't carry it with me. Um, and I just find the iPad a more useful device. So mm. maybe it just speaks to what I'm doing these days, which is, you know, running for office, which is all calls and emails and Twitter. But um, that's kind of what I find is useful. And do you use the keyboard with the iPad? 
Oh, yeah, which sucks. I mean, that <laughs> keyboard is not great, but, you know. But you um, still like it more than, like, flipping something open and dealing with those butterfly keys. I mean, yeah. I mean, I got to be honest. Part of me, it's like uh, every time you type something, you're set 5% of your brain that's like, when is this going to fail? When is it going to blow up? I have a $2,000 piece of uh, aluminum in a drawer I can't use. Yeah, remind me how much the MacBook cost. Uh, the one I got, uh, I forget. It's been a while, but uh, it's the newest model, uh, and I think it was a, it was close to two thousand because I got a really big okay. uh, SSD inside of it. So, yeah, I'd probably guess like with Apple Care and everything, probably about nineteen two thousand dollars somewhere. Okay, in there. Yeah, yeah, and the MacBook Air is ten ninety nine now, um, which, as Stephen points out, uh, is it's a good starting price. For a MacBook, it's, it's, I think, a good way to enter into that line if that's what you're looking for, especially like the student discount is $999. Sorry, the discount isn't $999 off. It costs $999 for a student, which feels good. It feels comfortable as a price uh, for that machine. And like the, the price that you just said for the MacBook does not feel good to me <laughs> in any world. <laughs> You know, it's worth saying the uh, the iPad Pro. Um, if I remember correctly, I think it was like uh, it was close to it was nine hundred dollars for the base unit because I got the cellular with the really big uh, amount of storage on it, and then you know you add a two hundred dollar keyboard, you add Apple Care to it. I mean, it was close to fifteen hundred dollars uh, with Apple Pencil Yowza. as well. So yeah, these are these are not cheap machines no. at all. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's, I, I've always felt though that when you say like, oh, the Apple MacBook, it starts at $1,100, you would be out of your mind to buy one of these machines and not plunk down the, what is it, $200, $300 for Apple Care mm-hmm. on a laptop. You got to have it. Like, don't, don't, don't fall for that. Don't, don't like, uh, you will be looking at a $1,000 repair. That's just the truth of it. I guess I'm a, what? I just literally forgot the word that you just said that you just used in a sentence. I'm a maniac. I'm a risk You're taker. You're a maniac. You are. You yeah. live close to the edge. Although, I mean, mine's the 2015 Pro, so, you know, it's a little, <laughs> the stakes are a little lower for me also because this is the sturdiest machine ever invented. Um, I want to talk briefly about the scissor switch rumors. Granted that they will not come to a 2019 laptop refresh, but do, what do you think is the likelihood that they could come to the 2020 models? Uh, I think it's it's higher. I think Apple really has a, um, they, they have a real crisis in front of them. Because let's be honest, there's very little reason to buy a MacBook over an iPad unless you type a lot, mm-hmm. like physically type a, a lot. It's really at a level where I don't think, I think Consumer Reports is not going to recommend this. I think the tech press is going to eat it alive. And I think normal people really have a perception problem with this MacBook. So yeah, maybe uh, like long-term tests will come out and we'll see that this last fix actually did it. As I understand, it's just some membrane tweaks in the material. So Mm -hmm. I really hope we'll see that, Simone. Uh, I do. I think uh, I don't think people are going to be happy with the MacBook uh, until this fundamentally changes. Yeah, and I mean, if they're they're refreshing it now, but if they then go back on that in 2020 and do Scissor Switch, that's going to be a huge bummer. 
for yep. anyone who's buying them now. Yeah. Um, which, like, I would never recommend not buying a an Apple laptop, except for all the times that we did recommend not buying the ones with the butterfly key switches <laughs> or switch keys. Um, but it is y- worth yeah, saying. They- Apple did extend their warranty on that. Yes. And yeah, it's a pain in the butt because you're going to go drive down to Apple and you'll have a genius bar appointment and they'll keep you waiting an hour longer for no reason. <laughs> you'll find yourself yeah. buying some battery or cable you didn't need or beats headphones oh, and then you'll have to drive way. back down there. I'm just saying it'll be a waste of your time, but you'll probably be able to get it fixed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, they've got to dig themselves out of their hole. In one yep. way or another. So either by refreshing the butterfly keys until they work or by pivoting right back to scissor, which we'll see. It. We'll see. I love it. Well, let me tell you that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Hmm. Artist. Maybe you want to create a blog. (laughs) That's my blog voice. Blog. (laughs) That's what all blogs, when I read Daring Fireball, that's the voice I should read. I'm John Gruber, and this is my blog. (laughs) Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do all those things. It does not let you turn into John Kruber. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Squarespace has it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. And they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. Imagine what you could be called out there. John! John Squarespace. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I myself have a Squarespace site, and as you can tell by my voice, it's a portfolio. Just kidding. It is an author website where I have books, which I guess could be considered a portfolio. I had a blog. I I was blogging there, and I do enjoy the blog interface, the process of blogging, the behind the scenes of writing the blog and putting pictures in the blog and designing the blog. Uh, What I found was the act of physically writing the blogs from my brain, going the part between brain and finger, not so fun. But the part between finger and like website, good. So, you know, I don't update that anymore. But it does still look great. Squarespace plans. Splans. Squarespace plans. Squarespace plans. Squarespace plans. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. But you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash rocket. And then when you decide to sign up, use the offer code ROCKET to get 10% off your purchase of a website or domain and to to show your support for ROCKET. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash ROCKET and the code ROCKET to get 10% off your first purchase. I just had this like moment of panic that people would miss here and think it was square space as in space bar square space <laughs> dot com so it's not it's the word space 
Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. Square. Space. So that's what's going on in my brain today. How are you? Good, good luck with that. Uh, just super, super pumped uh, about my Switch that I can carry anywhere and also play in my TV. That's never going to go away, right, Simone? No, it never will. Nothing will ever change about it. Actually, I think this is the reason we're so weird today, Brie, because we're so hyped. <laughs> I am hyped for this next one. This is an exciting story. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo has finally, finally, after months and months of rumors, revealed the form of the the next Switch, the next edition of the Switch. And that is the Switch Lite. So this, uh, I'm going to pull up all of the stats here so that I can read them. It is smaller. It is cheaper. It's uh, $199.99, $200. It's coming out on September 20th. And the biggest difference between this and our regular Switch is that uh, it doesn't have detachable Joy-Cons. And it's not a Switch in the sense that, you know, the Switch we have now, you plug into your TV and can play it there or take it out of the dock and play it mobily. This one is a pure mobile console. And as I said, it's all one piece of hardware rather than having the detachable controllers. So it's a lot like a very, it's like an adult sophisticated version of the 3DS. Except, well, I guess the DS would be the, because it doesn't have two screens, because that's the thing about the 3DS, that it's got two screens. Well, actually, the DS has two screens, too. That's what dual screen stands for. Wow, I am losing my mind tonight. Okay, <laughs> I have an existential question for you. Tell Samantha me. to rush for a polygon. Um, so if it's called the Switch because you can switch out the Joy-Cons, and you can switch it from handheld to console mode on your TV... And this thing lacks all of those features that call it the Switch. Is this not a Switch anymore? It is a Switch. Because when you leave your house, you switch from the bigger Switch to the Switch Lite because it fits in your purse. Okay. That's my theory about what makes this. (laughs) Switch a switch. What okay. is your theory? I think it's the non-switch or the anti-switch. Oh, the anti-switch. Or the switchless. It's very weird that they did not call it the anti-switch and <laughs> instead decided to call it the switch light. I you think it's all that's not any more dumb than the new 3DS, new Nintendo okay. 3DS. I, I XL. Think, are, do you, yeah. yeah, the new okay. Nintendo 3DS XL. Are you talking crap about the new Nintendo <laughs> 3DS XL, which is different from the Nintendo 3DS XL because of the word new? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Simone. Good, because that thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good machine, but it was a bad name. Yeah, that was really incomprehensible. Um, yeah, you are right. It does not switch. But what it does have is a really good color line. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, so it comes in a smooth gray, a yellow, hello, and teal, which is frankly great. Okay, you know I gotta ask, rose gold. Where? No, I'm saying Show does me it Nintendo. come in rose gold? Yeah. Christina Ward is going to demand this in rose gold, so I just want to know, is it coming in rose gold? Can you gold? imagine how good the Switch would look in rose gold? I can't. I can't because I've dreamed about it every night for years. Oh, my years. God. 
Yeah, I th- so I, I really do. I think this is cute as heck. I don't think yep. it's necessarily for me because, again, I do really value the Switch aspect of the Switch because it allows me a lot of flexibility in where I play. However, yep. I do think that this is great in terms of, well, all of those Switch games that we know and love now will be available on this more affordable, uh, more portable device. Um, and I really like that... You know, it's it's a mobile console that sits in this nice middle ground between looking very kitty and a little bit retro, which I think the 3DS does, um, and looking a little bit more f- sophisticated, uh, which I think the Nintendo Switch does. But it still comes in those fun, playful colors, um, as, as you know, one would expect from a Nintendo console. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm really into this. I like this a lot. I will not be buying one though. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let me hold on that. I might buy this if it comes. I haven't seen any reporting about what the screen material is. Uh, I do believe the original uh, Switch material is made out of paper because that's how easily it scratches. <laughs> and, and, if they upgrade this to glass or Gorilla Glass or anything that's less scratchable, I will buy one immediately. But as it is, um, like you, I, I, I play in a lot of different ways. I like that I can switch out my Joy-Cons if I'm playing a fighting game to something else. Uh, and frankly, I like the big screen and the better battery life. Uh, so um, there's a lot to like about this. Like I really like that it's got a cross key in it instead of those four buttons. Um, but, uh, I just, I, I personally don't need this. I do think this is very exciting because Pokemon Sword and Shield look so freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And with that coming out, I think this is like $200 is a great price point for a kid. Um, one more thing I want to say though, another reason I'm not going to buy this is if I have a, so I have two PlayStation 4s. I have a PlayStation, uh, Pro and I have the original PlayStation 4. If I want to play a game across that, I have cross-file saves, and I can transfer that very easily. Um, Nintendo does not have a way for you to, uh, if you will, switch your game <laughs> saves beside, between your more portable version of this and your switchable version of this. Uh, and I think that it just really locks you in. So I, I, I just don't see any reason to buy this. Yeah, yeah, that is one thing that is a big question mark with this. Um, and it does seem like that would be a great thing for it to include. Um, and I think there's the question mark is that maybe with n- the Nintendo Switch Online accounts, someday there might be uh, synced saves. But right now, uh, that is not the case, which is kind of a bummer. Yep. I want to touch briefly on what you said about the D-pad, because that's another thing that I've seen called out about this as a very exciting thing for people who play a lot of older games, is that on the left side of the Switch lights, it has a more traditional D-pad rather than four buttons mirroring the uh, the controller on the right side. So do, do you think that, that having a D-pad will make a material difference to how you play? I think I probably play a lot more Street Fighter than you do. And yes, Factual. it makes a huge, huge difference. 
um, you know, it's absolutely unplayable for most fighting games. Uh, you know, what's the, uh, it's not Persona 4, it's the cross battle, Blaze Blue cross battle or whatever it is. Fantastic mm-hmm. game. I bought it for Switch. I end up exclusively playing it on PlayStation because that, that, uh, the four button like switch layout is so bad. So mm-hmm. I have strong feelings about this, Simone. Well, I'm happy for you, man. Yeah, I've I've seen people wishing that Nintendo would make a Joy-Con for the traditional Switch for sale yeah. separately because yeah. there are a lot of third parties that will make Joy-Cons that have regular D-pads, but Nintendo's not one of them. Yeah, Hori uh, makes the best joysticks in the entire industry. Um, like they make really fine three hundred, four hundred dollar uh, fighting joysticks that you can do if you play, you know, Street Fighter or Tekken very competitively. Um, and there, they have a Joy-Con for the Switch. It's good, but it lacks rumble, and it's kind of cheap oh, no. and plasticky feeling. And it's just. It's it's a step down. So as much as I hate the um, <clears throat> as much as I hate the 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 weird four button layout, I just use a stock switch there. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sucks. Final final thought on this, I promise, is that Nintendo says uh, the Verge has a report on this. Nintendo says that the Switch Lite isn't going to replace the 3DS. They're not taking <laughs> the 3DS out of production. That being said, they're definitely not releasing new games for it. So th- this is really interesting to me because I think this is something that Nintendo is very good at, is making consoles that don't die and because of their, uh, because of the like graphical, um, not uniqueness, that's not the right word, but um, the way that their games don't always strive for like the most realism of all the times, the, the pinnacle of production, they, those games don't age as badly as say like an action game from the mid 2000s would. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to me that they are keeping for now, ostensibly, the 3DS in production. And I'm one, I have kind of a twofold question, which is, is how cost effective is that? Um, and then also, like, how, how are they selling it for the same price as the Switch Lite? Because they're both $200, they're both $199.99. Well, Simone, unfortunately, I'm going to have to tell you to uh, find Jesus, go to church, because I, as a normal human mortal, don't have answers for you. Wow, unreal. It makes no sense to me either. The best I can come up with is uh, as the PlayStation 3 was really uh, was entering its final years, uh, I remember reading the story about the PlayStation 2 finally being discontinued and how it was just this wildly popular thing in Brazil uh, because towards the end of the life, it was just very cheap to sell. So the global sales for it were actually pretty strong long after. Mm-hmm. You know, here in uh, the United States and Japan, uh, they kind of moved on to the PlayStation 3. So maybe it has a a stronger international marketplace somewhere? I don't know. But I can't, I mean, the last 3DS game to come out that I wanted to get, it was like Persona, um, the Persona Persona Q, like the Mm -hmm. maze version of Persona. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, it has. And they're also still selling the 2DS, which is $80. So I I think if I were like a parent, which is a good group of people to buy a 3ds because they're indestructible 
um, the 2DS sounds like a much better deal than the 3DS. Yeah, I have to agree with that. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this delightful little machine, um, which whose death songs have been being sung for like a year now. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You might think that nobody wants your online data or to snoop on you, but when you browse the web without anything to protect your privacy, you risk hackers, ad companies, and more collecting your data. And it does happen to people like us and like you, which is why I recommend ExpressVPN. And I'll be candid with you. That long pause is because I read the word snoop and I thought maybe I could make a Snoop Dogg pun here, but nothing came to me. And that's why I need to protect myself from both shame and identity theft. And that's why ExpressVPN is great. It runs in the background of your computer or phone. Yeah, it's available on the phone. It encrypts your data and hides your public IP address. Dope. Just download the app, click connect. Yeah, it's that easy. And you're protected. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. It uses new cutting-edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure there's no logs of the things that you do online. And I think we can all feel pretty great about that. It costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Let me tell you, I had to Google something today for a story that I was thinking about writing. And I don't want logs of what I did online getting out there. And that's why ExpressVPN is great if you are an author. Listen up, folks. I know you Rocket listeners. You're all writing books, and they're all about murder. You're all (laughs) looking up how to dispose of bodies, how much blood comes out of bodies, and also if you can have sex with a broken rib. Not with the rib, but when one of them is broken in your body. Can you? You don't know. You have to Google those things because there's no one you can ask unless there's a doctor very close to you in your family. Do you want to feel great peace of mind when you go to Google and you type that in? Even if you're in an incognito browser, do you want to feel really good? Yes, ExpressVPN. That's what you need. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash rocket. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash rocket for three months free with a one-year package. Take back your online privacy, expressvpn.com slash rocket. Thank you, ExpressVPN, for your support of Rocket and all of Relay FM. I'm really looking forward to the day, Simone, that, you know, when I'm serving in Congress, my team comes to me and they're like, you can't be associated with Simone DeRoche for anymore. She's just too controversial. You can't do it, Brianna Wu. You'll destroy your career. Yeah, Looking and I'll be that. running for president. <laughs> <laughs> wow, speaking <sighs> of things that we're going to say that will be controversial and come back to haunt us, let's talk about the new Charlie's Angels movie for oh dessert. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. One of the women's a software engineer. I am so psyched about this. This film, this film, I will not say that this is going to be a good film, but will I enjoy the crap out of this film? (laughs) Judging by the trailer, 
Yes. So this is Elizabeth Banks, um, who you might know from her being in the Hunger Games movies. She is directing and writing and producing uh, the new uh, reboot of Charlie's Angels. And this reboot of Charlie's Angels happens to include uh, Kristen... Oh my God, Stuart! I ju- I blacked out and forgot her last name because she's so hot. Uh, yeah. yeah, Kristen Stewart. I mean, as a bisexual woman, I originally was not. I was not into, you know, Twilight era Kristen Stewart. I am really into like this Kristen Stewart. I'm like ridiculously like. She oh has my God. grown. She has changed. She has matured. She has come into her own. And honestly, you know, it's, I think it's a lot about confidence. Um, yeah. Let me take a brief pause here and think back on whether I need to contextualize anything more about this film before I just start talking about Christian, Kristen Stewart. Christian Stewart. I can't talk. Did you know? <laughs> I've got no idea how. So, yeah, I mean, it's like Charlie's Angels, the the older versions of this, it's been really male gazy, right? Like, I like the MCG movies. Uh, if you don't know MCG, he did the Nikita, uh, the Nikita reboot that went on for four seasons. I love that show, but it's totally porny in like an eye-rolling way, right? Um, and the same thing to a lesser extent, like, I, I love 2000 Charlie's Angels, like when it's like, you know, uh, uh, Drew Barrymore, like sliding around on on ropes to Prodigy Firestarter and kicking some butt. It was great, but it's also very male gazy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. Um, and I'm pretty unfamiliar with the franchise, just outside the loose really? concept of it. Yeah, because of my age. I know that there was like a Cameron Diaz movie that came out when I think I was in the age group that should have seen it. But I just never, I guess it never interested me. But I am extremely wow. interested in this. Um, it stars, as I said, Kristen Stewart. And then also Naomi Scott, who plays Jasmine in the new Aladdin movie. And then Ella Balinska, who seems to be a relatively new face on the acting scene. Her credits list on Wikipedia is quite small, but she is British. This I know. And she's the one who I believe plays the big nerd that you love from the trailer. (laughs) I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I love it a lot. Um, Yeah. You know, like uh, Elizabeth Banks is not, she's not, she, I, I, her career has had some moments I've been like, eh, am I okay with that? But that said, she's she's definitely the woman to direct this. And I think the trailer, it's just, it gets me so super excited about this whole series. And I'm just, I will absolutely be there on opening night. Now, so. let me tell you something about the trailer. This trailer yeah. definitely, as you said, did get me very excited about the movie. That being said, this trailer was so poorly edited that I could not, my brain exploded. So what's happened here is that they have commissioned a song for the film, an Ariana Grande song, and I believe some other artists are on it as well. And this trailer is so just disjointed because they keep trying to like showcase the song while also, like, trying to get your standard trailer things in there. And every so often, it's just, like, everything stops. And there's, like, a bar of the song. And Ariana Grande is going, Angel! Like that. In, you know, her classic Ariana Grande voice that she has. 
Um, and it just, it feels like a two-year-old edited this trailer. And I don't think it's a judgment on the film because the people who edit trailers are not the same people who edit movies. But somebody did a bad job. Somebody made something so disjointed um, that it takes all of Kristen Stewart's appeal to cut through the mess, the narrative garbage that is this trailer and make it <laughs> compelling. Okay, you're not wrong. And it needs some help. It does. But can I just give you a little frame of perspective? Because you can't know terrible. Like, okay, it's like when I was taking philosophy classes, you can't have something big without something small, right? So I just want to give you a little historical context about where this is coming from. Did you ever see the glorious, horrific train wreck that was the 2011 Charlie's Angels reboot on ABC that lasted four episodes. I did not. Okay. You've seen Jessica Jones, right? Yes. Okay. So you know her best friend. Uh, what's her name in it? Uh, sh- uh, you know, the blonde uh, best friend in that show. Yes. She has superpowers this season. What is her name? I'm blanking on this. It's gone from my brain, but I, Trish. Oh, but Patsy, Trish. Patsy, Trish. Yes. Trish Walker. Before she was Jessica Jones's best friend, she starred in the Charlie's Angels 2011 reboot, which is the most gloriously terrible television you will ever watch in your life. Every show, every shot, every line she speaks is so bad. I still quote it to my husband all the time, oh. eight years later. Like, uh, just imagine her looking at the camera and her best friend, like, dies in an explosion. She just looks and she's like, oh, I never thought my heart could hurt like this. And it's like the no, worst acting. No. It is so cringy bad. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's coming. Oh, as Derek Jeter's girlfriend, Minka Kelly, she starred in this version of it. Oh. And she's hot. And gorgeous, and is the worst actress on God's earth. It's so bad. Now, this sounds so, great. You're selling me on this. What's I, wrong with this? I absolutely recommend hate watching the first few episodes. It is glorious. But but my point is, if you're comparing like where we've gone from 2000 Charlie's Angels, like MCG movie, okay, then 2011 Charlie's Angels, which was trash. Incredible. This trailer, you've got to understand, this is like, this is like Citizen Kane in in comparison. It's, this series has a two-star rating on IMDb. (laughs) It's really bad. It's really bad. Well, I'm going to see if that uh, exists anywhere. Um, They may have burned all the tape, just to hide the evidence. I hope that I'll be able to track it down. I'll use my, my VPN. Um, Brianna, what are you doing this week? Oh, God. I am doing a lot of exciting stuff this week. We finally moved into my house, or at least the rooms I go into. My husband's rooms in this house are still a complete disaster. (sighs) He's got to work on that. Uh, But we're we're doing that. Uh, I'm actually, you know what I'm doing this weekend, Simone? I am handwriting notes to all of our neighbors to personally invite them to come to our housewarming party. I'm going to go knock on their door and chat with them and ask them to come on over so we can meet them. That sounds so so nice. It is nice. Uh, Yeah. And we're... Neighborhood life. It's it's weird, Simone. Uh, That's what I'm up to. And as always, raising money for my congressional campaign. Hmm. 
Well, this week I am finishing reading the titles of the names of the episodes of the Charlie's Angels 2011 TV series. <laughs> One, Angel with a Broken Wing. Two. It's so good. Yes. Runaway Angels. Oh. Three. Bon Voyage Angels. Inexplicably, number six is Black Hat Angels, which I hope is about hacking. It is! It is! Thanks, God. Or should I say Charlie? I don't know. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, um, you got to watch it. I'm going to quiz you on this next yeah, week. Yeah, please just, do. Like Minka Kelly's acting, I cannot stress it. She's just so gorgeously perfect to every shot. I hope and that so I'm inspired by her at the same time. Yes. Episode eight, they are not um, saints. Anyway, what am I doing this week? Yeah, what uh, are I am you doing? prepping for San Diego Comic Con, where I'm going next week. And I cannot say anything uh, specific right now about what I'll be doing there besides the party that Polygon is having on. A Friday night, which is going to be awesome, except that we have a few panels lined up for Friday during the day, and they're going to be super duper cool. So if you are going to San Diego Comic-Con, please do keep an eye out for that news. We'll definitely be announcing it on Twitter or whatnot, wherever the news is posted. Please, once we are allowed to, ah, I will be on Rocket next week because I'm not leaving till Thursday morning. So I'll, next week, you'll definitely hear me talk about it. We'll get the full Simone. Yeah, next the week. full Simone next week. For- uh, I forgot to mention one thing. Uh, I uh, I can announce this now. I'm going to be delivering a keynote at Right Speak Code in San Francisco this year. Uh, that is. Um, in August, I'm going to be out there. So I hope you all will attend and I will be able to, uh, see rocket listeners there. What? Yes. Well, now I have another announcement. No, it's just that I was on Twit on Sunday. Oh Um, yeah. You were so good. It was so fun. I had a really good time. I was so nervous. Um, literally all I did that whole day was just lie on the couch and read the stories that we were going to talk about that night. Yeah, um, and then Leo just touches on 90%, uh, ignores yeah, he, 90% of the things on there. He's so. great. It was very fun. So yeah. if you want to watch yeah. that, you can go to twit.tv and They've find it They've been trying there. to collect all of the Rocket, uh, like all of us from Rocket for a while now. So I'm glad they finally got you on. We've been asking them to do that for a while. I'm glad. I'm, and yeah. they said they liked me. I took they a lot of selfies I- and then remembered that, of course, the producers can see what you're doing because they're feeding the feeds into the switcher, even if you're not on screen. And I was like, thanks guys. Enjoy those. (gasps) Um, But luckily I didn't like rip off all my clothes and dance around. So, you know, yeah, which I do frequently on rocket actually. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So, wow. Brianna, (laughs) where can we find you online? Uh, not making eye contact with Simone de Rushfor right now. And you can also at squarespace.com. <laughs> you can also find me on Brianna Wu on the Twitter machine, developer Brianna Wu on uh, on Facebook. And if you would like to support my congressional campaign, I just want to say I realized I've not presented myself as very congressional on this show today. Go back to earlier episodes. It's there. You can find yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Listen to those episodes and then you can go to support Brianna. Yeah, it's in one of the 235 episodes that we've recorded so far. So if you yeah. don't hit upon it right away, keep looking. Just keep it's going. It's in there. Um, <laughs> it's great, actually. I think what the biggest thing that's going to happen is that once you're a member of Congress, they will change yeah. that member of Congress title to developer because you'll be developing our nation um, 
you know what's going to happen, Simone, is I'm going to be elected to Congress, and then you're going to hang out. You're going to come on down to my office, and you're going to meet Nancy Pelosi. And you're just going to get her to relax and to like make some better policies on things. It's going to be the healing touch of Simone de Rochefort that gets her to gets her to to, to be a little more aggressive. On some yeah, things. sure. I believe that. Why yeah. not? I'll make policy. It's realistic. Invite yeah. me down. First policy is naked dancing. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a weird night. I guess. <laughs> so, I am online also. And that is on Twitter at Doom Quasar and also at youtube.com slash Polygon. Uh, we just had an episode of uh, Brian Gilbert's series Unraveled go up today where he cooks a bunch of recipes from Zelda. Um, and it is hilarious and good. Oh, my God. The foot picture finally came in from Christina. Uh, oh, I got to see this. Hold oh, on. it's bad. Folks, let me describe this to you. So Christina first said, this is hell. Um, of It's a picture of a foot on the seat oh in front of me. God. It is literally oh. just a whole ass foot. Oh. It's the whole oh. bare, bare foot. And the toe. You can see the dirt. All, oh, yeah, you can God. see the dirt on the foot and it is protruding toward her. Um, there are actually two feet. Hold up. There are two feet. There's another foot on the on the bottom of the frame. Both feet. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. So Christina will probably not be on the show next week because she will oh, be in jail. Ah, Did you oh just see the God. second foot? Oh. So I hope that we've made this podcast sufficiently. I hope we've translated that visual medium into audio for you in a good enough way. And I think that that's a great note to end on because there's nothing I want to say more then to please review the show on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> but also that this episode of Rocket is terminated. <laughs> terminated.